Hello and welcome to another episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. I am stoked to be joined again by my special guest co-star Patrice Moriarty. Welcome, Patty. Hello, hello, Sally. Nice to see you. It's lovely if we can't be in the same room. Yeah, no, we are recording via Zoom. Uh, Patrice and I are like many in parts of New South Wales at the moment in the lockdown because of the COVID-19 situation. So, yeah, we're recording via Zoom, but it's still nice to see your face. So nice to see you. Oh, so nice to see you. Missed yourself. Oh, no, it's been a minute. I was looking back at, like, our last episode. I think that was, like, two months ago. Yeah. Well, good to have a big, long chat. Yes. So Patrice and I are getting in touch with our roots today as we'll be speaking about where we are from, which is Western Sydney. So, yes, both Patty and I are Western Sydney, born and bred. I'm more southwest of Sydney, but still west nonetheless. And I know we are both proud to be Westies. Patty, how pumped are you for this episode? Super pumped. I love where I'm from. It's sort of I feel like I belong here. So it's beautiful to share about it. We also get a bad rap most of the time. So it's good to just talk about the good things because we're all legends out here. Well, I mean, not all, but I mean, there's, there's bad people everywhere. Okay. But most of Western Sydney are beautiful, wonderful people. So I'm super pumped to talk about it. So we're going to talk about why we love Western Sydney, some of our favourite things to do in the area, debunk some of the misconceptions of the area and basically convince you that if there is a God, we are from his or her country. Am I right, Patty? Definitely. Okay, so before we do get into that love of the area, I thought just to give our listeners um, some context as to what part of Sydney we are talking about, because not everyone who listens to the podcast is from Sydney. And heck, we even have some international listeners from time to time. Shout out out to, to Ireland. We've had plenty of listeners from Ireland before, the US, other parts of Great Britain, other parts of Europe. So Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. And also big following of how to love the shit out of life in India because the book was released in India and I get messages all the time from people in India. It is so cool um, and they're just so lovely. I've got a lot of followers that are from India. So, you know, we're, we're international is what I'm trying to say. How to love the shit out of life worldwide. World Woohoo! Worldwide. Yes. World 360. Yeah. <laughs> so... I guess to give context to the people that might not know what we're talking about, if we're going to get a bit technical, you know, the term Greater Western Sydney, the New South Wales Department of Planning, uh, their Metropolitan Strategy, a bit of Google research I did there, divides Greater Western Sydney into three sub-regions. So you've got your Northwest, which is more where you're from, Paddy. So that's the city of Blacktown, uh, even Blue Mountains, the Hawkesbury and Penrith. And you've got Southwest, which is my region. So that's the Camden area, Campbelltown, Liverpool, and even Wallandilly. And then you've got the more West Central, which kind of includes uh, Auburn, Bankstown, Fairfield, Parramatta. So that that part of the West. So we're talking mm. a really big area, aren't we, Patty? Like Western Sydney yeah. is massive. It is. And it goes, it goes up in also to like Windsor, Richmond. Uh, 
um, Castle Hill, mm. North, there's like Northwest. To be honest, let's, I mean, it's, we're going to spit some truth here. <laughs> Sydney, the city, is on the far eastern edge <laughs> yes. of the Sydney area. Okay. And like, you know, basically anything five kilometers from the shore is considered Western Sydney, but really it's like the center of the area is actually Parramatta, guys. So that was a program. Let's be geographically accurate and say, well, I'm from the extremely east suburbs, if you want to. (laughs) Patty is, I think this could be one of your most fired up episodes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean to be. I won't mean to be, and it's all very tongue-in-cheek because there's so many wonderful people from all over the world, including all over Sydney. But I have had some experiences while at uni at the University of Sydney, Mm. which may come up (laughs) and they may trigger a rant. (laughs) Okay, as I said, I'll try to rein you in if I need to and also the magic of editing. (laughs) The magic of editing will help. I also, my honest thesis is actually on this subject or on, based on Western Sydney and regionality. So, you know, I'm not just talking out of my butt. No. A slight bit will come from the brain as well. Yes. Yeah. See, that's, I get the best of the best, the experts in the areas. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we'll sure get started then. Now that we've you know, uh, summarised what areas we are talking about. Let's talk about some of the things that make this area magical to us and why we think it's so special. So one of the things, Patty, you and I have spoken about and we've experienced very deeply is the diversity of Western Sydney. And as you were saying just before, in terms of like the area, look how broad and massive Western Sydney is. That also means that in a very multicultural country, the area is very multicultural, incredibly diverse. And I think for me, living in and coming from an area as such has given me a really strong sense of understanding, respect and acceptance of diverse cultures and different cultures. And it's definitely something as I've gotten older, I've thought a lot about and obviously even reflecting to do this podcast you know, something that I've thought about and, you know, and, and realised that it's amazing that we have so many cultures in this area. So, so Patty, your experience with that, tell us a little bit about your thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think if we talk about privileges and Western cities may be considered as a less privileged area, but that diversity and being able to grow up and to know people, be I go over to their um, houses and experience the different cultures, the different rituals. You know, I've been to, um, you know, friends and family's houses, different celebrations, and it's just so, like, the Philippines, you know, they really celebrate the 16th birthday a lot. I've been to, uh, you know, a really great uh, New Year's um, at one of my friends who's from Fiji, and they just sing all night. And so it's it's a privilege of living in Western Sydney that we get to um, get to know and get to love so many people from all over the world and fall in love with their cultures as well. It's a huge privilege to live in Western Sydney and get that diversity all the time. It's yes. like we get, you know, a mini Olympics. Yeah. Almost, kind of, really. And we are recording this while the Olympics is on. <laughs> Hence, there's going to probably be a few references throughout. 
Oh, yeah. And so, you know, we get to cheer for Australia. But mm. then I'm cheering for the Philippines. I'm cheering for Fiji. I'm cheering for Kenya. Mm. I'm cheering for Malta. It's great. Yeah. The other thing as well that I say also is that um, I live in the land of the Darug people. Um, and so Western Sydney also has, it's, it's got the largest amount of Aboriginal people in Australia in terms of actual people that live here. So we're super blessed with that as well. I was reflecting on that a little bit in the, the research, I guess, for this episode. Not that I felt like I had to do too much research because I feel like when you're talking about something that's just embedded in you, like where you're from, you know, and you don't mm. think about it too often, but, you know, certain things are just within you and you can talk about it comfortably and freely because you just know it. It's, it's a part of you. Um, but yeah, going back to, to that, Patty, you know, I have been blessed to have been, I, I wasn't technically born in Southwest Sydney. I was born in Cogra, which is a bit random, um, but my parents were living out here. And now that I think about it, I'm like, man, why did my mum give birth in a hospital like an hour away from where <laughs> living at the time? What is with that? Anyway, I should really ask her about that. But I've lived my whole life, you know, I lived in Macquarie Fields. I've lived in Campbelltown. I live in the Camden area now, um, you know, on Darawal land. So obviously getting, you know, that feel for the, uh, the traditional owners of the land that I live on. And that kind of leads me to the next point that I really wanted to talk about was the fact that Western Sydney, I find it's just so like, there's so much land, there's so much space, the great outdoors, as we say. And, you know, a lot of people that I talk to that live in the inner West or in the city, or even in like the Northern suburbs of Sydney, you know, some of the conversations I've had over the years is that, oh, you just got so much land out there. And I can see why, you know, over the years you have seen some people move out this way because they want, you know, a backyard for their kids and their animals to play in and things like that. So I think that's something I'm really proud of and I love too because I know that I can go anywhere really in Western Sydney and I can find a park or a hiking trail or a reserve or something like that. Um, and it just, it's good for you to have that. I feel like I don't know if I could live in you know New York City where mm. I mean I'll try yeah I could try I'm happy to try it for a little bit <laughs> but yeah but but I, I know exactly what you mean because I've you know I've I've lived in St. Clair um, all my life um and I've, I've I have had and but I've worked in the city a lot and went to uni there and I've spent a lot of time driving all around Sydney <clears throat> but what I've found is that I enjoy coming back out to Western Sydney and like, it just, I don't know, it just feels you've got enough space. It just, I feel a bit cramped going into the city and like living in the city all the time. I just felt cramped, I think. And I think, and I'm used to having the grass around trees and everything like that. And to just live in mostly concrete, I think it'd be weird. Mm. So going back to what you were saying earlier, Patty, about like, it's a privilege to be from Western Sydney and to live in Western Sydney because of how culturally diverse it is. I think it's also this privilege of that we have so much space and land mm. to explore and to play in and on. And, you know, again, as I've gotten older, I feel like I have 
gotten to respect that more. And, you know, I do remember like in my early 20s, I think because I was working in the CBD at the time, I kind of toyed with the idea of living in that area. And I never actually did it. And at the time, I, you know, sometimes I would think, oh, I really wish I did that, you know, moved into the inner west or something like that. But now I'm like, I don't really want to live anywhere else but here. And not in a way that I don't want to ex- experience other things because I still love in, when we can do this. Obviously, at the moment we can't, but getting on a train and going into the city for the weekend and, you know, going to Darling Harbour, going to the Rocks or Surrey Hills or going to, you know, Marrickville, places like this, you know, exploring and, and you know, having a drink at a nice pub or having a nice meal or whatever it is. But I also, as you were saying just before, Patty, it's that coming home, I equally feel as happy and I'm not sad that it's like, oh, this, this day has to end. I'm like, oh, I can just do this in a few weeks' time if I want. You know, the city is always going to be there. Um, and that exploring, like that feeling of wanting to explore is always going to be there. But, you know, this is home, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I absolutely 100% agree. That's exactly the same experience. When I was younger, oh, maybe I should move into the city. And I, I did have a nice, like, about three months where I was house-sitting in Marrickville, and that was really fun. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I don't really feel like doing that at all now. <laughs> I, I kind of, I'm like, oh, I like where I live. I like being close to my friends, my family. And there are, like, all the good things about the city, you know, the, the, the pubs, the cafes, the restaurants, they're all here. Maybe 20 years ago we couldn't say that. I mean, maybe they were, but I didn't know because I was 10. <laughs> you discovering the past 10 years old. <laughs> but, now, like, Perth has so many great restaurants now. We've just got a new, like, restaurant uh, cafe area right next to the river. Mm. Like, we, okay, we don't have a beach, but we have rivers. We've got plains. We've got mountains. We've still got the good stuff. And that's also one of the things we wanted to talk about today, Patty, is that this idea that you have to venture into the city or the surrounding areas for the best of things. And it's, it's the, you know, the pubs, places to, to drink and eat. But it's also, you know, this idea that that's where the, the arts epicenter is, coffee, food, adventuring even, and don't get me wrong, of course, like you go into certain parts of the city or the surrounding areas and there's an abundance of that and it's amazing. But I even think about out here now in terms of like the arts. And again, at the moment, obviously, that's a sector that's been really impacted by COVID and, and the lockdown situation. But I think about Southwest Sydney, we have two really great, you know, arts centres in like the Casula Powerhouse and the Arts Centre in Campbelltown. Several times in my adult life, I have gone and just to, to look around at different exhibitions. I've gone to performances at both. I mean, we've got the space, we've got the things to help artists and, you know, other industries channel their creativity. Um, this idea, again, that you have to go to carriage works in Redfern to see shows or whatever it is, exhibitions, Um you know, yeah, sure you do, but we also have that out here. And the more that people support those things out here, the more of them we're going to have and the better quality we're going to have as well. I think that's an important point. Yeah, absolutely. And like in Blacktown, there's an art centre. 
in Penrith, we've got the Joan Sutherland um, have place as well. There's a gallery there too. Like there's like there's so much. Um, we've even got Wet Wild World. Hey. Not, not quite an art centre, but still, you know. Adventuring. It's just still adventuring. And that's the other thing as well. Like Par- Parramatta now has its own festival. It's got rooftop bars. It's got little like um, alleyways and everything like that. Like it's, there's so, like in Parramatta, is, it is and like, it's the bigger city than mm. Hobart or, you know, Alice Springs. Or, you know, <laughs> these other places. It's It really is like becoming a super hub for everybody, not just people that live in Western Sydney, but people that live all over Sydney are coming to the West and see. Actually, it is great. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, bloody yeah awesome. that's what we've been saying. <laughs> oh, she's getting ranty. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. The Parramatta thing, I've got a really good friend who lives in Parramatta and she's lived there for a long time. A shout out to Trish and her hubby Lachlan. And, you know, many times I've gone to visit her, to stay with her. Um, you know, she's had get togethers at her apartment. Um, and yeah, like it's, it is like another version of the Sydney CBD. So you know, no longer can you, I think you really say that Sydney is just the main hub when it comes to that city life. You know, and the good thing, though, about Parramatta is it still does have the land. It still does have enough space. Yes, I know that there's a lot of apartments and things like that, a lot of buildings, but I also still feel like when I go there, I still feel like I am in the West, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And, like, you know, if I think of growing up, like so much time was spent outdoors, grab your bike, go to a couple of friends, go to the park, Go to the bike track that people would make. Yes. <laughs> you know, and there's some random neighborhood kids. Oh, they've got a really cool job. So, you know, oh, yeah, not knowing any of these people, like just going in there for a good time. <laughs> um, yeah, there was just, it was, it's, yeah, it's, and you kind of, you know, you're living in a community of people as well. Um, and like sport is a big part of, of the culture here as well on the Saturdays, you know, on Sundays going to netball, going to cricket, going to soccer, and a lot of community is built around the sport. Um, when you have that space to explore and to play in, um, you do tend to spend time with kids in the neighbourhood that maybe you didn't, you know, that you didn't know or you didn't maybe go to school with them, but you live near each other. Um, so, yeah, I feel like, again, I'm sure there are, examples of that happening in any suburb any region but I think it does come back to having that space to do those things on and that community spirit as well of the west I think adds to that too I don't know I feel like it is a little different kind of goes into one of the main things I wanted to cover and it we were talking about it offline earlier um, but it is that feeling of I guess we are a bit of the underdog. Um, this idea that Western Sydney is the little guy pitted against the wealth and privilege of the East. There is that sense of classism with that and the fact that there are a, a number of low socioeconomic areas in the West, I guess, adds into that conversation. But I want to stress, 
and this is where we're going to get ranty. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that people in the West or who have been from here, they might now live in the East, whatever, but doesn't mean that people from the West are any less capable of being amazing human beings and not just amazing human beings, amazingly talented human beings. You know, I think about my upbringing. I grew up in Macquarie Fields, which is, it is a low socioeconomic area. Um, It's had a lot of, you know, um, stigmas attached to it over the years. There's a very famous uh, time in Macquarie Fields history in 2005, where we had these very unfortunate riots that happened for a few nights after there was a, a fatal car crash and there was a lot of uprising from some of the people that lived in the housing commission um, areas against the local police and it was it was pretty horrible like looking back you know I was in high school at the time and um, I remember having a conversation with a friend who lived in Macquarie Field but she lived in the other side where she went to the the other school which was a selective high school you know I guess it had a bit more of a better reputation than the school that I went to and she was, you know, kind of like, oh, they're saying like Macquarie Fields is in the news and all these things are happening, but that's not like, I don't live in that part of Macquarie Fields. And, you know, she didn't mean anything really by it, but I remember thinking, well, that is the part that I live in. And, mm. you know, it's unfortunate that it's happening, but at the same time, it was a real stigma that was attached to the area, particularly after that happened as well. And I just it really frustrated me for a long time. It still does to a point, but, um, you know, obviously as you get older, you move on a little bit from those things. But I just think that, yes, there were some unfortunate things that happened there. Obviously there's people that are living in situations that aren't, you know, aren't great. And there's a bit of a cycle there going on in certain parts of different, you know, areas in the suburb. But, you know, I went to a school that had a shit reputation you know, I remember when my parents had to send my brother there because of where we lived in the area and they were quite concerned of sending, you know, him there. And then by the time I got to high school, they were fine. But, you know, the people that I went to high school with are amazing people. And a lot of them grew up in housing commission. You know, you know, they're the, the people that lived in that low socioeconomic area that, you know, get this really bad rep. And they're some of the best human beings I've ever known in my life. And, most of them all of them they're mega talented in their own ways so this is where I get a bit fired up but I I just hate that stigma that gets attached to things when most people that are throwing those lines around have no idea what they're talking about yeah absolutely yeah and there's like there's so many things to talk about here (laughs) 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 but you know I didn't quite close I, I live right near Mount Druitt in St Mary's and I live in St Clair but I mean now it's probably getting similar sort of exterior rap but a lot of this is people from the outside talking not knowing mm. and I think you see it with a lot of I suppose you know even though the majority of people in Sydney live in the western suburbs we kind of feel a little bit like a minority in Sydney, I suppose, because oh, a lot of the power in Sydney resides in the eastern and northern suburbs. And um, and so that it changes a lot of things. So, you know, people do drugs in the northern suburbs, in the eastern suburbs, all the time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, the only places where I've seen 
lot of drugs used are actually when I've been in the city. Actually, they're everywhere. Mm. But people somehow make out like that's a Western Sydney problem. Like, what a load of crap. Mm. Um, and But then also, like, a lot of the times, you know, there's just there's also over-policing in different areas as well. And so, like, it just it really grinds my gears. And so when there was, like, that um, the documentary a few years ago on, like, Mount Juliet, Yes. And it was kind of like like poverty porn. Mm. But the people in Mount Druid itself were like, I hate that show because, okay, there's some people that are like that, but you're showing like the worst part of their year, the last two years. You didn't show the, the strength of the community, the resilience, what people in those communities have gone through mm. and the fact that they still got up every day they still put food on the table for their family. They didn't get the opportunities to go to the big fancy schools, but they still get it done. They still have amazing achievements. It's just this negative lens that I absolutely hate and it really pisses me off. Yes. Yes, mum, I just swore. Okay. <laughs> but it just is such a load of... It is. It is because, as you said, a lot of the times it's the media or it's people that I heard this from so-and-so that used to live there or knew someone that lived there and, oh, God, it's it's the ghetto. It's, you know, even, you know, going back to my situation, you know, growing up in Macquarie Fields, I mean, you know, and, again, I know I, I, I grew up in a, a safe home. You know, my parents weren't well off or anything, but they had enough money, you know, to provide for my brother and I. We were able to get a good education. We had good friends. We got to play sport on the weekends. You know, we lived a pretty simple homely life I know that that wasn't the case for a lot of other kids that grew up in that area and then on the other side there are a lot of kids that lived even better than my brother and I you know in in much more you know wealthier homes so it's kind of like every area you go to is going to have those dynamics yes some might be more so than others but it's even like I remember one day doing some research into like areas in Sydney that had housing commission and I did not realize at the time this was I was very I think it was like early 20s or maybe even late teens and I didn't realize that the eastern suburbs like Maroubra for example has a lot of housing commission there is even housing commission in Kirribilli Kirribilli where old mate lives (laughs) let's not talk about it that's a whole other rant Let's, yeah, let's <laughs> but it's just and it surprised me but also now I think well yeah actually it makes sense because obviously at the time when housing became a thing you know while yes um I guess the idea was to provide those, those those that housing sorry in areas where it was needed well maybe at the time it was needed everywhere in a way so I mean I don't know I, again it's probably another conversation where we can go really deep on the political issues behind some of this. But I think going back to your point, Patty, it's that picking of one or two things and focusing on that. And, you know, that documentary, I thankfully haven't seen it. I don't think I would want to see it. And I can understand why people who are from Mount Druitt would not want to see that. I would hate to have someone come in to say Campbelltown, the area that I grew up in and spent most of my life in, and have someone misrepresent that area, it would piss me off beyond compare. So, 
Mm. I can see why they wouldn't enjoy seeing something like that because it just takes away from all the amazing people and amazing things that they're capable of and just continues that stigma, I guess. Yeah. I think it could, like, there's a um, really great TED Talk. I can't remember the lady's name. But it's, like, the power of a single story or... Do you know what I'm talking about, Sash? Amanda Nagoyji Adichie. Yes. She's one of my favorites. And, <laughs> yes. And she's amazing. And it's the, it's the one narrative that's the problem. You're from Western Sydney. You're X, Y, Z. Finish, end of story, end of expectations. Uh, oh, I'm actually a person. It doesn't matter where the hell you're from. You could be from Timbuktu. You could be from Mars. Mm. See me as a person. See me as my actions and my values and who I am. Don't see me as a postcode. In mm. fact, if you do, show it up your ass and see how Western Sydney I can get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she and went- also, can we just pretend this is, this is okay, we're ranting now. Politeness doesn't mean that you're doing the right thing. Mm. I have manners. They're important, right? But, <laughs> but like just because you have a nice kind of voice and you say things in a nice way doesn't mean that you're a good person. It doesn't mean that you're making good choices. Oh, I really, oh, I really uh, apologise for what's happening, but actually we just don't, can't do that at the moment. Mm. Meanwhile, you're kicking people out of their houses. Mm. You're taking away X, Y, Z. Be rude. Oh, you know, not be rude, but like, I don't care if you've got, if you're, if you've got rough edges or whatever, be a good person. I I feel like sometimes people, you know, that the exterior of, oh, I'm the, who I say the right things at the right time, I've got a nice suit on. It's just, it just, it's just a, uh, it's just a cover. It's a facade. It's a facade. That's right. Exactly. It's a facade for actually really horrible things. Yeah. A lot of things that a lot of the people that see like all your, the the rough people would never do to another human Mm -hmm. being. And it always comes back to, you know, are you a good person? Are you like, what kind of integrity do you have? And I think about this a lot you know, because sometimes I have people that say to me, and even, you know, a few weeks ago, the, the book, How to Love the Shit Out of Life, it had its third birthday. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Awesome. And I have podcasts. And it's that's a three-nager. Yeah, it's a three-nager. It is a little bit temperamental, that book. Um, <laughs> but I, I always go back to, yes, those things are massive achievements. And it's so cool that I did that. And it's so cool that someone from Western Sydney has done that. However, at the end of the day, if I'm an asshole, <laughs> who cares about yeah. it? Why is an asshole running How to Love the Shit Out of Life? Piss off. We don't want to listen to you. <laughs> so I'd like to think that I'm not an asshole and I tried very hard to not be and to You're be a lovely a person. Thank you, Patty. But again, in my experience, and yes, I've come across bad people from Western Sydney, just like I have from, you know, Eastern suburbs, inner West, Melbourne bloody LA, you know, all over Europe, wherever I've been, I've encountered bad people. But I would say the majority of the people that I've encountered in the West, good people, people that I know that want to do good, they want to be good, they try their best, 
you know, that's all you can ask for. And, you know, we were talking a bit offline earlier, Patty, about, and we want to say this in a way that doesn't make us say, you know, suggest that everyone from the East is pretentious. <laughs> because you're not. I know a lot of no, people in the East. Exactly. Super we, beautiful human beings. Oh, some amazing human beings. But it is a bit of that feeling of, I think sometimes, again, it's probably more the media beat up around the East versus West thing. Mm. But we're talking offline saying what are some of the attitudes that we feel are really prevalent in people in the West? And I think, you know, resilience is one. There's a, a a very strong sense of being tough, you know, maybe being a little rough around the edges, but that's okay because we've been through shit. And a lot of people yep. are still going through shit. And I think even just then on the flip of that, a lot of very laid back, you know, hardworking, just good, honest people. Um, and again, that's not to say that people in other areas aren't the same. Of course there are. And there are so many of them. But mm. I think sometimes like what you were saying, Patty, of that feeling of, well, if I say things the right way, if I wear this, if I put on this persona and I live in a certain area that's, that's near the water and it's I'm rich and I've got money. Yeah, that's great. But what kind of person are you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, hardworking, like honesty is another thing that's sort of quite valued. And also like doing the right thing, even if it's not in your self-interest. Like, yeah. And I think there is that sense of... Um, like real gen- being generous as well. <laughs> like, I don't, I, don't, I don't want this to come out the wrong way, but like some of the regions, like there's lots of like people that, or rich people don't live in the Western suburbs. Uh, yes, they do actually. But sometimes they've given away a lot of their wealth. Mm. Right. So they're using it in different, in different ways. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, don't get me started. But in saying all these, like, you know, I think this, the West versus North versus East versus, like, who is winning out of this? Mm. What I don't like is the, like, let's just treat people as people. As, as people. Let's treat people as people. Let's mm. look beyond the suburb. Like, I remember once my mum was, like, I was, I was saying something. I think I must have said something, like, against the northern suburbs. And my mum was like, well, didn't you just do to them what you think they do to you? Like, you've just judged somebody based on where they live. Mm. Just don't do that. Mm. It's like, oh, damn you, woman. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Why are mums always right? <laughs> <laughs> but there is a stereotype. There is, and, like, in my experience, I've lived, I went to Sydney Uni, mm. which was a great experience overall but you would get people oh you're from western sydney Hmm. oh wow and and you're going to uni how long did it take you to get here oh you'd always think like do you have enough money to get lunch yeah 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 it's horrible all of those things Mm. I I remember I studied journalism at a college, um, McClay College, which was at the time it was located like Liverpool Street in the city, not far from Museum Station. And I remember um, we had, I think it was like halfway through the year, we had a new class. We did media law 
which um, if any of the former classmates are listening to, yes, that was the one where we got drunk beforehand a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> Poor teacher. He was so lovely. Um, but I do remember it was obviously like the first day of the new term or new semester. And I cannot remember who said it to me. And I'm certainly not going to name drop because I, I don't want to say the wrong person. And I don't even know if I still speak to this person. But in my head, I think it was this one person in particular from um, definitely not from Western Sydney. And when it was like coming up to like saying who you are and where you're from, um, she told me that I should say that I'm from Macquarie Lynx because there's an estate in Macquarie Fields that's, um, it's actually pretty fancy. There's a golf course, they're very big houses um, and it's a very nice area. And I just remember thinking like, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm not from there. Uh, and I can't lie very well, but I just, it was really bizarre and yeah. it's kind of always stuck with me. Um, like, yeah, yeah it, it, but again, it is, is that kind of like thing. Like there's a paranoia about it, right? Mm. If you have to be X, you have to be YZ. Yeah. But even, I mean, okay. and I, I'm not going to name drop who it was, but, you know, Patrice and I worked together for a number of years at Caritas Australia. And I do remember... <laughs> Um, a staff member who lived in the east um, when I when she asked me where I was traveling from every day and at the time I was traveling from Campbelltown to you know Green Square Station so it's you know about 45 to an hour on the train but the good thing about and this is one thing we should mention the train Mm. lines from the west to the city area actually quite good particularly from southwest generally you're just on one line there's no having to change over and things like that. So I've never had an issue getting a train to the city because it's generally pretty good from my area. Um, and this person, when I said that I was coming from Campbelltown, they were like, oh, that's so far. Like, how long is that on the train? And I was like, oh, like 45, 50 minutes. Um and then, you know, I found out where this person lived and one day overheard this person speaking about how long they were stuck in traffic from like Ranwick or Coogee. And it was like an hour where (laughs) really they only live like 15 minutes away. And I just thought, you know what? I would, I would rather my situation because I get to sit on a train. I get to have my laptop or a book. I'm not stuck in traffic. I just thought, you know what? Give me that Western Sydney traffic any day over the bloody East. The train. The train. Yeah, Yeah, the train. Give me the train any day anyway <laughs> do you like how I, I was like they 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 I really didn't want to know <laughs> but look you and told it, me that story before so I yes. know who it was but you did very well but I feel like it is that thing of um you know again the intention might also not be to try to shame you or make you feel bad yeah. a lot of the cases it's yeah. not even that girl that I was talking about that, that said the Macquarie Links thing she certainly, I don't think, was trying to make me feel like shit or anything. It was more just, I guess she'd heard it was a really well-to-do area and maybe, she, you know, she just thought it'd be funny. But as I've gotten older, you know, I feel like I probably would have handled those situations different, um, particularly that one because I was quite young. I probably would have been like, please, I ain't saying that. I'm saying I'm from a crow fields. I'm fucking proud. I That's am. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's and it. I think that, like, the paranoia about 
or you have to have the best of things. You have to have a good postcode and all that sort of crap. What a waste of time. What a waste of energy. Yeah. Yeah, let's do try energy somewhere else. Yeah. Are you doing what you want to do? Or are you paranoid and, and anxious about other people's expectations? Because who cares? Okay. What does Uncle Tom say? Uncle Tom from Bad Dust Healing. Beautiful man. Wonderful human being, Uncle Tom Powell. What other people say about you is none of your business. Boom. Boom. And when someone points their finger at you, there's three fingers pointing right back at them. <laughs> yes. Boom. Yes. Boom. Oh, I love that. So, well, yeah. Patty, I feel like that could be a good note to maybe wrap things up. I think overall we've conveyed how much we love the West, mm-hmm. how proud we are to be from the West, and also how much we want to continue to try to break down those stigmas, encourage people to not look at Western Sydney with a negative lens. And mm-hmm. hopefully they can love the shit out of it the way that we do. Let's do it. Let's do and it. And there's like so many amazing people from Western oh, Sydney. Yes. Let's rattle a few. Um, just just rattle some off. Mm. Um Ando. Boom. Ando. Very funny Beautiful comedian, painter, wonderful, kind human being. Yes. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Blacktown girl. Oh. A Blacktown girl. Thank you very much. Kate Ritchie. Yeah, Kate. Australia's, Australia's favourite girl, woman. Gambletown. Sea town. Yeah. Okay. Um, who else? Here we go. Um, Dang Thea Kadut, the lawyer. Hmm? Was from Western Sydney. Yes. And Husick also educated at Western Sydney Uni. Me, myself. Okay. And if we talk about Penrith, Jessica Fox, four times medalist, just won a gold. Absolutely brilliant. She lives in Penrith. And Nick Fanning. Nick Fanning. Nick Fanning. World champion surfer. Punched a shark. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Punched a shark. Some people from Penrith, right? We'll punch a shark. Well, look, what we could... Like, only if they're going to, like, bite us. Yes. How we could frame that, Patty, is that he uh, overcame a shark attack, perhaps. You know, we want to... <laughs> I think it's okay to just give like, okay. the, the shark a little bit of a nudge. Yeah, I, look, I think in that situation, totally valid. But, yes, like, great people from Western Sydney. Great people. I'm trying to think of any more from... The War South Brothers... Michael Clark, Delta, Delta, Delta Goodrum. Whereabouts is she from? Falcon Hills. Falcon. Oh, is that more the Hills District though? That's Sorry, west. that has been a little bit like. Mm. That's west. It's still western Sydney. Yeah. Okay. Harry Kill. Harry Kill. Yes. Elena Dockage. And then the piece de resistance. Craig Page, the Yellow Wiggle. Boom. Boom. Yes. See, talented people. Yeah. And who else? Do you know who else is from Western Sydney and is a lovely human? Who? Sally and Hurley. That's who. Thanks, Patty. As is this. You're welcome. Patrice Moriarty that I know. She chimes in every now and then on the pod. She's great. Patty, thank you so much for loving the shit out of Western Sydney. With me on this episode today, as always, it's a bloody pleasure. 
um, go and enjoy some more Olympics and stay well in lockdown. Thank you. You too. See you soon, eh? Yeah, in person. Hopefully maybe the next episode could be in person, but we're not too sure with how the situation is going. But look, as long as we've got Zoom, technology keeps us connected, keeps us together. So here's to the next one. And and the internet was also invented in Western Sydney, wasn't it, Sal? Was it? Not really. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's a bad, I feel like that's a good note to... (laughs) (laughs) 